You're listening to Asking for a Friend with therapist Stephen Ng. It's a conversation about human sexuality and how to approach it with intelligence, understanding, and compassion. Hi, this is Stephen Ng, and you're listening to Asking for a Friend. And uh, I think we got something a little different for everybody today. Jackie? Well, normally I bring you the questions from my friends. And yes. today I thought I would bring you my friend. Okay, so this, I didn't even know you really had friends. I mean, I have, you've said that you have friends, but I've never actually met That's why. That's say, why I wanted to bring him, because I know <laughs> you think all my friends are in Canada. <laughs> that's where I would be right now if I could afford it. <laughs> so, yeah, so your friend? So, um, I don't know if you've kept up with the uh, latest Boy Scout news. Yes. Uh, so, um, first they... And I will tell you that I never I never encouraged my boys to go into Boy Scouts when they were young because of the anti-gay um, rules. I mean, these are this wasn't just an, uh, an atmosphere. They actually had rules that you couldn't be a gay scout. You couldn't be a gay, uh, gay scout leader. And not only did I not know whether or not my kids were gay, I didn't want to put them through that if they were. But I didn't want them around that atmosphere at all. So I never encouraged them, which makes me sad because I think that scouting has a lot to offer. You know, I grew up a campfire girl. So, you know, I have uh, scouting envy because I was I was a briefly I was a Cub Scout, but I always thought um, you're going to make jokes about my orientation. But I always thought the Girl Scouts seemed a little more together. Oh, no. Girls, Girl Scouts just really seem to have their act together and focused on what was good for kids. And they helped empower girls. And I just really appreciated that. And I never got that vibe. Off of my experience, uh, the couple of years I was in scouting, I just well, never felt that way. And maybe, and maybe it is because of diversity. Girl Scouts seem to to um, embrace diversity a lot more. I mean, they started allowing transgender girls in scouts a long time ago. I mean, this isn't like some new trendy thing. They've always allowed if you identify as a girl, you're allowed to be a Girl Scout. So the Boy Scouts allowed gay scouts, but still outlawed gay scout leaders for a long time. Mm -hmm. Started allowing gay scout leaders, um, I think a year ago, started allowing transgender boys. And then now the latest ruling is that now they're going to let in girls. Right. And um, they have to almost, don't they? Because the Mormon church has just announced that they're pulling their 25% of the Boy Scouts who are Mormons out of the, the Boy Scouts and starting their own movement. <laughs> more power to them. I, I, I just, it feels, and, and this is a little bit cynical and I, and I promise I will get around to introduce my friend here soon. Um, it feels like marketing to me, like they are, you know, exactly what you just said. They're, they're low on numbers and they need to increase the numbers. And so they need to start it's diversity for sales stake, sales stake. Yeah, I'm thinking that next they'll announce that they have openings for people convicted of DUIs and Presbyterians. So, <laughs> no, not that. So <laughs> anyway, reach that far. before it goes too much further, um, so I brought my friend Kurt Thigpen today. Um, he was a Boy Scout as a as a Ute, and he is um, <laughs> now gay. Well, I guess gay then. And uh, I just was wondering about his experience being a, a gay, a gay young person in, in Boy Scouts. And he is um, now the CEO of a studio, happily married. And um, I just wanted you to talk to Kurt about his experience. Welcome, Kurt. Glad you could be here today. 
Make sure I have the mic in the right place. <laughs> and is it true that you're actually a friend of Jackie's? Yeah. For the record here. Convicted friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the DUI school. Yeah. All right. That was me. All right. I get it. And likely Presbyterian as well. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a bridge too far. So you were in Scouts. How old were you when you joined them? I was trying to remember that today. Uh, I think it was uh, 1997. I was like seven years old. Um, yeah, I, I think I was probably in Cub Scouts and didn't make it much further than you did, probably a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And w w why is that, do you suppose, for you? Why do you think you... So uh, the, the organization, I grew up in a really small town in South Georgia, like 4,200 people population around that time. And um, the club dried up. And the reason for that is because there was a scandal where the troop leader, like the top person, embezzled all the money and left town. Uh, and we were supposed to go to Disney World. And it was like me and one other person at the club at that time. Everyone else had quit. Their families pulled them out because you know, of the embezzlement. So it was nuts. But I, there still was a couple years before that where, uh, you know, things were going on. And it was a big organization before the scandal happened. So you didn't quit Scouts. The Scouts quit you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so it just sort of was so dysfunctional it fell apart. Yeah. And, you know, that happens in every human group. Every human organization has these dysfunctional outliers out there. Even in the best of organizations, there are people who mess up. But what was your experience like in the Cub Scouts? Um, overall, it, was, it wasn't very positive. I mean, a lot of things Jackie mentioned resonated with me because it was always held at the local Methodist church. And uh, I think I was around seven or eight around this time. And I knew I was gay whenever I was five, but even if I didn't know what it really meant on paper. Um, so there was always this very macho attitude towards the Boy Scouts. And if you couldn't learn how to pitch a tent, you were, uh, you know, you were a girl or whatever. Uh, you know, they they always pushed the whole machismo uh, attitude towards things. And it was also a very um, small town to where a lot of kids I went to school with who picked on me for being effeminate were also in the Boy Scouts. So, yeah, you know, I was listening to Jackie talking about uh, Girl Scouts and how much more open they were to diversity. And I was thinking about, so I was raised in the 60s, and at least my memories are from the 60s and my Cub Scout memories are. And I just remember that being a, a time we talk about today, nowadays, uh, toxic masculinity. But I think, if anything, the 60s were far more toxic in that way. There was far less tolerance. And, and I think for, for women, there was the, can I say the word blessing? There was the blessing of identifying, I think, because of the physicality of being a girl. Um, but with boys, it wasn't enough to just be a boy. You also had to act whatever they thought being a man was like. You had to prove it. Yeah, you had to prove it by being tough. Or, you know, I, I just, you know, earlier today I was counseling a gentleman in my office and he's a couple of years older than I am and he was crying because he was trying to talk about his feelings and it was so overwhelming to him because, as he explained, he'd been taught his whole life that that was a sign of weakness and that he was not to do that. And, and because of that, he was lonely his whole life, right? Because he could never be emotionally present. And if you you can't even know what it is you're feeling, you certainly can't share those feelings. So 
In your small Georgia town, can I ask, what was the name of the town? Uh, it's called Hazelhurst, Georgia. It's got a great ring to it. Yeah, it was named after a Confederate general. There's a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Davis County. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you have a statue of a general? In, uh, in yeah, I was there square? when they unveiled it. Beautiful. <laughs> right in front of the courthouse. Right, mm -hmm. okay. Every stereotype you can think of, it matches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah, so, but today... Are you? How do you feel about the scouting movement today? I kind of agree where with Jackie's coming from. I think that they entered so much turmoil and the whole movement for equality that now they're trying to struggle to keep up, to keep their membership up, um, and to become relevant again in today's society. So they're trying to appeal to different groups to try and achieve that. And to me, it's almost too little too, little too late because they've been around for such a long time. They had every opportunity to do those things and resisted along the way. And I'm literally, not, literally resisted. Yeah, I mean, bitterly. Uh, uh, bitterly. Yeah, I, I think that the irony there for me is they were founded by a man who was gay. And, and yet he somehow, I think politically just was not well it wasn't it wasn't the time it wasn't the time to be open about any of that and so but all these years later oh my gosh you know that that rigidity we're talking about with masculinity that you know to be a man you have to do only these five things and only these five and if you do anything outside of that list of five then you're definitely not a man mm -hmm. um i think that kind of rigidity was part and parcel of manhood even at the beginning of scouting so can I jump in real fast? So the other thing that I think is interesting in the current um, news cycle is that the Girl Scouts are pissed about this. About the embracing girls? About them embracing girls because, um, yeah, they're, they are encroaching on their territory now. And, and my question, as having never been a Boy Scout and having never been a Girl Scout because I, I went Campfire Girl route, is what would the Boy Scouts think that they have to offer girls that they can't get in the Girl Scouts? Yeah, you know, I myself, and I, I want to hear what Kurt has to say on this, but it seems to me like there's not even room for a decent interval, you know, between letting in one group and then seeing 25% leave and then immediately opening the floodgates to girls. It's all happening synchronistically at the same time. And what about just getting your act together and doing things right for boys for a minute? Just see if you can do that for starters. All boys. Yeah, just all boys. And, and then not to be encroaching on somebody's territory to me would make sense because I think it is the case that Girl Scouts have been doing a really, by all accounts, pretty wonderful job at doing what they do. And it's a little bit like those those Methodists down the street who with that. who open up, who say, "Well, we're really going after what we you know we always wanted to grow, but and to evangelize, but we're really going to focus on Presbyterians this week, and get all the Presbyterians to join our church." Which that kind of sectarian competition is sort of frowned upon, and we as adults we understand that, but with scouting, it just feels like doesn't feel like the kids are number one yet. It still feels like a market share thing. What do you think, Kurt? I, I agree. I feel like they still haven't figured out, you know, what the secret sauce is to making them, you know, unique and what they can really offer kids in terms of not just learning outdoor skills, but leadership skills. 
because I know I didn't take anything away from it. I have no wilderness skills at all. You put me in the woods, I'll probably die. <laughs> yeah, I think I learned square knots, and that was pretty much the only thing I retained. I learned how to put the little sash thing on and, you know, put it's it a on scarf, really nice. damn it. Front, the yeah, yeah, the it's fashion <laughs> part. I had that down. <laughs> I looked really nice. <laughs> well, you know... Apart from the negative things that we might have learned in the past, I mean, the really cool things that there would be in the future could include things like you just said. And that makes so much sense to me. And, and why not? But to get your curriculum together, to get your methods together, to incorporate um, those members of the gay community who choose to get into scouting in and into the leadership so that Scouting could really be a healthy thing. I don't. I don't really think any of us want to see the He-Man uh, Woman Hater Club start up again. Like in, uh, uh, was it Spanky and our gang? I think that's right. Little that's a little shed out next to the river. <laughs> right. I think what we we instead would like to see though is, you know, some special fellowship where boys could hang out with other boys in a way that would be conducive to growth. And and including in that is transgender boys. Oh, any boys. I, I think that that could be great for, for them to be able to be part of this. Even Lutheran boys. <laughs> I, I think the any, male, any boys. The, the male camaraderie um, and, and to learn these skills. And I think that they do. I mean, leadership, I think, happens later. But I think that they do that. But it would. I, I think it's important. And I, and I would love to see the Boy Scouts, if this is true, if this embrace of diversity and equality is true, I would love to see them prosper with that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm totally down for diversity and embracing that in the workplace and, and in school and, and all, and the military. I, I get that, but you know, the thing about this move, uh, with getting girls into the Boy Scouts, it just seems to me that there are so very few places where men are allowed to congregate, where boys are allowed to simply be together apart from everyone else. And I do think there's the opportunity for a really wonderful fellowship there that could be really uplifting. Now, I do a lot of group therapy, and the men who are in my groups often start with some irrational beliefs and some miseducation regarding sexuality, including discomfort with homosexuality or bisexuality or trans. But... As a result of being in the same space for only even an hour and a half a week, they learn to relax. They learn to laugh at each other's jokes. They learn that they can all belong to this intimate, warm circle of men that is very empowering. I mean, if you don't have that, your romantic life takes on this whole other uh, influence that, I mean, really outsized influence that it shouldn't, I don't think. I think that's an excellent point. I just want to tell our listeners, if you haven't listened yet, we do have a podcast on why men, well, why people, but mostly men need male friends um, to help build your intimacy skills to prepare you for romance. So go check that one out, too. Oh, yeah. I, I think that it's such a vital place. And learning to laugh and be supportive with each other. Now I have my, you know, my straight clients give my gay clients advice on, on how to be more successful in getting laid. My and vice versa, my my gay clients give straight guys all kinds of advice on how they might kick their game up a bunch in different areas of life, including getting laid. And it's it's really I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be in a room full of supporting, loving men who are just there wishing each other the very best. It's such a great feeling. 
And they, most of my clients have to wait till their 30s and 40s and 50s to have that experience. So what a fantastic opportunity for the Boy Scouts. I mean, I know a lot of um, people get this just through athletics, through sports, um, but Boy Scouts does seem like Girl Scouts does. It goes beyond that. Oh, it, yeah. it goes beyond the physicality. It goes into all these different life skills. And what a fantastic opportunity for boys to be able to grow up with those in a diverse environment to be able to learn from people who are different from them, I think would be amazing. Yeah. And that whole nature component that scouting has been so plugged into for ever since its beginning. I think that that is also just amazing. It just, you know, it seems to me, I know they have all these different merit badges and that kind of thing, but uh, to get a merit badge on sexuality to where you become informed and demonstrate tolerance and and really, I know you laughed when I said that, right? But it actually makes sense in a society where intolerance is can be the norm in certain areas to, to, to start having a more knowledge-based, reason-based approach to sexuality uh, and to understand basic development. I think I think that's a merit badge uh, that's long overdue. And it's unfortunate because I don't think that really frank conversations happen so much in mixed groups. I think it's awkward. maybe the kids could do it, but definitely don't think the adults could feel comfortable with that. And that's, that's unfortunate because we need that. That's not happening anywhere. We're not learning anything about managing our sexuality in a human context. And instead our sex ed is always focused on anatomy and physiology and, Oh, that's where babies come from. Oh my God. And this is how you get diseases. And no, HPV is not the same thing as HIV, <laughs> dear president. And um, so there's this great opportunity. And I, I, I think I think it's a bridge too far. I'm kind of hoping they rethink this and go back to boys only. What do you guys think? I, th I think that they should. I mean, I agree. I think that boys need to have their own club growing up and have that development. And it'd be great to see the Boy Scouts have some open communication, uh, you know, exercises with a lot of the stuff they do. So it's not so much macho, outdoorsy all the time. It's, you know, uh, learning about life and what to expect, things that you may not learn at school. Oh, and that yeah. you could, um, I'd love to see them take on... Um, some of the programs of like big brothers, big sisters, you know, some mentorship type aspect. I think that would help a lot of young kids, um, you know, with future development. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Do you have any advice for anybody who's uh, thinking about getting into scouting at this point? Uh, I don't know if any young listeners will be there, but for parents, maybe, you know, just have that conversation with their kid first to see you know, is this something you'd even be interested in? Because for me, it was just kind of like, you're doing this. Oh. And so I, you know, put the sash on and <laughs> the uniform and showed up. And, you know, I think it, it's important for parents, especially if you have LGBT kids or, uh, you know, even young girls to have that conversation of like, is this really interest you? Maybe even take them by for like sitting in on a meeting, you know, to see if it's a good fit. And, even try out some other organizations too to see kind of what sticks. I think that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. It was good to meet you. Yeah, today. thanks for having me. Thanks, Jackie, for introducing me to your friend. I told you I have friends. <laughs>
so thank you very much. Thank you for coming. And um, if if our, any of our listeners have a question for Stephen, please tweet us at Stephen Ng MFT, and then you can be my friend too. And I will share your <laughs> I'll share your questions. So desperate, so desperate. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Jackie.